Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to a different video. It's exactly the same. I don't even know why I said it was different. The only difference is that I'll be recording it from this beautiful setup. Can you see that? It's a little bit dodgy, but that's what I'm running with. Now, the problem is um, that I'm away on a holiday at the moment, so I'm not in my usual room. Uh, do you want to see a little room tour? I mean, what a bed, by the way. That's I've got the, the little desk set up there, some stuff up in the shelves there, and a lovely mirror as well. Wow, just simply sensational. Uh, but yeah, this video is a revenge video, right? It's got some good stories in it. I've already made it, I've already recorded it. I enjoyed it, and you will too, but the mic quality might be a bit terrible. Uh, just warning you. I've got a mic, like this is my old mic that I used to use back in the day. So it's decent, got, got it running on this little Mac. So it should be all right, but just a little word of warning. It's not gonna be great. Enjoy it anyway, let's get into it. I'll be back to normal tomorrow, so don't you worry. All right, have a good one, guys party every night for a year okay i bought a house four years ago in a quiet neighborhood i'd wanted to get into that neighborhood for years my best friend lives there it was a couple blocks away from my kid's school it was a good neighborhood then COVID hits my neighbors across the streets were forced to move at the beginning of the pandemic before the eviction moratorium was in place They were really good neighbors. We were friendly with each other and we were sad to see them go. So when the property owner rented to a new family, we were hoping we could cultivate a friendly relationship. Unfortunately, that was not the case. About a month after they moved in, the lockdown started. And that's when things went from zero to 100 real quick. For the next year, every night there was a huge party. Cars down the street, music so loud, you could hear it over regular house noise in every room in my house. My friend in the next cul-de-sac would text me regularly if the music he was hearing was my neighbors. We tried to be civil. I asked politely. I brought them beer. I offered some killer 420, but eventually they ended up threatening me and my wife. So we started calling the police instead. Almost every night for four months. We organized it with the neighbors and they started calling the police as well. Eventually, the others gave up and started selling their houses because the renters were just that bad. We were still upside down in our place, so that wasn't really an option for us. Eventually, the police told me that I needed to stop calling and that it wasn't their issue to deal with, that I was a bigger nuisance than the renters' music. Wow. It was at that time the housing market was taking off. Houses were selling in my area for 40 to 50k over appraisal value. My wife and I looked at what we needed to make so we could move and listed our home for that. In three days, we had a handful of obscene offers to choose from, but it was the lowest offer that stood out to us most. Their offer was a good 20k under the next lowest, but they sent a letter. Now, I'm a sucker for a letter, especially one with a picture of a young pregnant couple and a dog. And 
a patrol car? Turns out the young man is a police officer newly appointed at the local PD and he takes his patrol car home. I knew at that point that this was the family to sell my house to. Money be danged. I moved out as the neighbors were throwing a huge party. The next day, the police moved in and they haven't had another one since. I drive by regularly on my way to my buddy's place. They just sit quietly in that garage looking bored and I make sure I honk and wave every time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, fair play to OP for this one, guys. I've got to say that because he's, he's left 20k on the table and instead of taking the money and being selfish about it, he's really thought about his neighbors and what would benefit the street as a whole. And yeah, that is to get a policeman in to just sort it all out. I've got to say, though, embarrassing from the police department, no? Not to, you know, actually take this seriously. Not gonna lie, I live in a nice area, but if that was to happen in my area, the police would come and shut it down if it was a common occurrence. Over four months, calling them every day, and eventually they'd tell you that you're the one being a nuisance? Sorry, the police department in your area, OP, I don't wanna, you know, be critical towards the police, but they need to have a look at themselves. Right then, moving on to our next story of revenge now. Greedy landlord gets what he deserves. This took place in Australia. About 15 years ago, I ran a small successful beauty salon as a young 20-something woman. We rented a large space in a building from a very elderly gentleman who let us do anything we wanted to the place, as long as we paid our rent on time. We put lots of money into improvements inside, built new rooms and redecorated, and he was thrilled with the new look. He eventually sold the building to a cocky, late 30s, smarmy businessman, as he called himself, who immediately raised the rent. Look, no problem, business is business, but right from the start, he had an attitude with an all-female-run business and he would constantly belittle us and make comments about how we didn't know business like he did. His favorite insult was to call us bimbos. We didn't really give two Fs what he had to say in all honesty. According to him, we made our money off being attractive bimbos, but he was a gross old dude with a monobrow, so we didn't really pay him any mind. A few months after the purchase, a massive construction project took place right near our building, restricting access and limiting the number of clients we could take due to no parking. The construction also pretty much eliminated any walking clients, as who would want to go to a salon when there's jackhammering going on right across the road? The new owner gave us 14 days notice of raising the rent yet again. We knew this wasn't legal, so we pushed back and got a tirade of abuse that he was a businessman and we were just bimbos who didn't know the law. At this time, our lease was coming up for renewal in less than three months. We asked for a one-year renewal of our lease, which he refused. I guess he thought he could bluff us? He said we could sign for three years at a much higher rate instead, or F off. So we chose the latter. With plenty of notice, we advised in writing that we didn't intend to renew our lease, and he hurled abuse at us yet again, saying that he would have it rented in no time and that we would regret it. We moved five minutes drive away to a better location for close to half the rents, and the place is actually still thriving today, although I have since sold my share and moved on to other things. During the last month of our lease, the landlord would bring prospective tenants into the property day and night. He would even open the doors while people were in treatments to let the prospective tenants look around. Fortunately, I guess, due to the construction next door, we didn't have too many clients, but the noise of that construction drove every possible tenant away without us even having to say a word. Now, the landlord had advertised the property, including many of the additions that we had made. However, 
we had it in writing from the original landlord that they were to be removed and the shop returned to its original state, four bare walls, at the end of our lease. So that is what we did. We began to strip the place of the rooms we'd built and move our stuff to our new salon. We took hundreds of photos for evidence and began the setup of our business out of our new location. Well, to say the landlord was furious would be an understatement. He got a lawyer to write us a letter demanding compensation for the destruction of his property. Of course, we just referenced our contracts, which specified a building of X size with four walls. We were still bound by our original lease that we'd signed with the lovely old landlord. No new lease had been entered into with Mr. Businessman. I offered for him to pay us for just half the cost of materials, no labor or contractor costs we had incurred, and we would leave the addition standing. He laughed in my face and told me he wouldn't pay a dollar and that he'd sue me for every dollar I made so hard that my grandchildren would still be paying my debts. He was a charming bloke, yes I can tell. We stripped that place bare, didn't even leave a single shelf on the walls, cleaned it till it sparkled. He then got his lawyer to write another letter saying we didn't give enough notice and were required to pay another three years of rent. I said, show us the contract where we agreed to this. We were then sent a copy of our email requesting a one-year contract and an invoice for the rent for that period. Well, I said he never agreed to that. And of course, we never signed a contract for that either. I mean, I don't want to interject here, but you haven't signed a contract, yet he's sending you an email about you wanting to sign a contract? That's not a contract, that's an email. It went back and forth, getting nastier and more ridiculous. He was obsessed. I decided it was time to get some revenge and hit him where it hurts, his pockets. Every communication I got from his solicitor, I made sure was sent to my registered post. I would often respond to only part of a letter, requiring the solicitor to send another letter to follow up. I was a bimbo after all, right? I couldn't be expected to answer more than one question at a time. I would respond to each letter by email, but require a registered letter acknowledging receipt of my email. The solicitor was more than happy to oblige, more billable charges to his clients. The more petty the landlord got, the more petty I became in response. Don't even try to out bimbo a bimbo, mate. The landlord had, at this time, also refused to refund our bond, claiming he hadn't had time to do a final inspection. So, we lodged a claim with the appropriate ombudsman, and of course, the landlord came back with a laundry list of fake damage claims. Luckily though, we had our photos to prove he was full of rubbish, and he had to return our bond in full. By this stage, we'd been out of the premises for seven months, and we were doing great at our new location. In that whole time, he couldn't get anyone to rent the place due to the construction, even after reducing the rent three times. He'd spent so much money on those solicitor fees and failing to collect rent that he had to sell the building and his wife filed for divorce. We found this out when the daughter of the lovely original owner called us to tell us the sad news that he had passed away. He had always loved us girls and we would always spoil him if he came to visits and fuss over him with coffee and biscuits and give him his favorite treatment of a hand massage. The daughter was actually friends with Mr. Businessman's wife and gave us all the gossip. It took the new nasty owner another 18 months to sell the building and all the while it sat empty and he didn't collect a penny in rents. Guess he shouldn't have played chicken with the bimbos after all. We were actually pretty happy there to be honest and we probably would have stayed if he hadn't decided to prove that we were so inferior. If you ever read this, suck it Costa. 
Love the bimbos. Ah, oh, honestly guys, I thought we'd left people like this behind, men like this behind, you know, just blatant sexism, thinking you're above all women who are also in business, and by the way, doing much better in their business than you were doing at yours, Costa, clearly, I mean, you're struggling, fella, they're thriving, they don't need your land, they've moved on and they're doing better than ever, what are you doing? Getting divorced? Sounds pretty good. To be honest, I do think that landlords do get a generally bad rep because of people like this, you know, trying to get as much money out of their clients as possible, trying to extract every little bit of stuff that they can out of you. Like Opie said, I've seen it before, I've heard stories before where, you know, landlords just make up damage that hasn't happened in an attempt to not give you your deposit back. It is a shame, to be honest, because in reality, a lot of landlords, the vast majority, are fantastic. My landlord when I was at uni for my second and third years was brilliant. They were so nice, so welcoming, something went wrong, they fixed it, it was class. And also, we got our deposits back, which is the main thing. But yeah, unfortunately, people like Costa, they're ruining it for every other landlord. Anyway guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash pro revenge. I really do apologize that it's not up to the usual quality. Unfortunately, it was slightly out of my hands. But anyway, a big thank you to you if you're still listening, watching right now, because um, I rate you. I rate you a lot. If you would like to see some more normal, high quality videos from me, including a face cam, then check the ones out on screen. Subscribe if you're new to the channel, and I will see you all tomorrow, back with a normal video.